Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Hi guys, welcome to Fat Mascara. It's me, Jen, all alone again. Jess is in Germany with a skincare company and like enjoying Oktoberfest and she left me all alone, which means I'm bringing a friend. We're going to do a whole episode with my friend Andrea Laventhal, who is the style and beauty director at People Magazine. Um, And I'm going to interview her. We'll get to know Andrea a little bit and then she'll be my guest co-host. And we have two things we're going to talk about. First up, after we talk to Andrea... We'll talk about frizz, which is perfect right about now because it's freaking raining in New York and it's disgusting. And then our other topic, since she knows everything celebrity, we're going to talk about celebrity spokespeople and what they can and can't do for a brand. And of course, stay tuned afterward for Raise a Wand. Jess, we miss you. Come back soon. Andrea, are you ready to be a podcast co-host? 
I've never been more ready for anything. I really think that's true. In my whole, like every time I see you, I'm like, this woman needs a podcast also. You're like, her hair looks like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Get that girl a mic. And then I'm like, she's really frizzy. It's perfect. You have hair for radio, as they say, right? (laughs) It's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) You love me. Okay, so Andrea is, she's been a beauty editor for years and a style editor. And how long have you been at People Magazine? I've been at People about seven years. Really? I know. And you've been online and print the whole time, right? Yes. I started as the digital style director. And then about a year or so in, we got a new editor-in-chief at People. And he just said to me one day, you're going to be in charge of the magazine as well. (laughs) I went in the handicap stall. I cried a little bit because I was like, that's two full-time jobs. Is the handicap stall better for crying? It just gives me more room for my emotions. (laughs) They take up a lot of space. (laughs) Um, Yeah. People leave you alone in there. And my favorite thing about your job is I've been lucky enough to be next to you when, like, a celebrity dies. (laughs) And I turned to you and I was like, Burt Reynolds is dead. Dead, dead. She knew it before everybody else. Um, And I feel like you get the scoop before everybody else. So you know all the celebrity beauty gossip and everything like that. Yeah. We get a lot of good scoop. So let's talk about beauty. How did you even get into this world? I know you've always been like a writer, but Mm -hmm. why beauty? I always loved beauty products. I was very into product. Even as a small child, I used to play with my mom's gift with purchases, mostly Clinique. I would like collect them. I would do her makeup when we were, when I was younger. She was younger too, but um, she was still my mother. And uh, her hair, I was just very into all of it. And then when I was older, I started subscribing to every single magazine and that's when I realized there was a beauty editor job. You're like, two of my favorite things in yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time in high school, a Sephora opened in my local mall. Oh. And it was just like the perfect storm. What was your local mall? The Short Hills Mall. Oh, Short Hills, New you're Jersey. You're a Jersey girl, like Jess. Yes, yes. I didn't realize that. Okay, so what was your first product ever that you bought? I'll even ask with your own money. How about that? I, I was thinking about this. I, it's either Salon Selective's <gasps> leave-in conditioner at yes. Harmon Drugstore. Which letter were you? Remember how they had letters and colors and codes? Oh, my God. Now you're really... I was H because I thought it was highlighting. It was like sun in, but it really just was like color protecting. Oh, really? That's right. Huh. I remember. It's either Salon Selective's or Rave hairspray for my bags. <gasps> did, you, did you get it in a four-pack? Um, I don't think my mom let me buy the four pack. Just one at a time. But um, I feel like we're dating or I just turned myself into dust. Right. I'm like rave hairspray. I think rave hairspray still around. I don't know. At least it wasn't like LA Looks Gel or something. Remember Outrageous Shampoo? I or Dippity Doo. Dippity Doo. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else was back then. Seabreeze Astringent. That shit was just alcohol, let's be honest. Yes, it was. I know, but it felt so good. I did face masks like at Slumber Park. I like loved all of that stuff. I, I lived, my mom, my parents called me the queen of Haba health and beauty aids. Like when I was little, they health made it up. And health and beauty aids. It's so random. Okay, queen of Haba. It's like yeah. queen of Sheba, but. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm not like, I don't wear a ton of makeup or anything now. I just love products. Um, okay, so I have to ask you, I don't know what age you were when you got the salon selectives, but um, look at me. I'm going to try mm-hmm. and tie in some celebrity knowledge, which I did some research before you came on. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to say your name wrong, but Mackenzie Ziegler, Ziegler, the dance mom's kid, she's 14. I think her sister's the more famous one. Yeah. Because you have to be up on like reality stars yeah. too, right? Yes. So There's she- like 12,000 Duggars <laughs> that we... Do they have a beauty line? I- I'm surprised they do not because they, they could, have very long hair. They could do a hairline. Yeah, but they're like, there's like rules with their hair and like something with God. And the church and stuff. She's a, yeah. Well, the Ziegler's have no problem making a <laughs> buck because she's 14 and she just launched a makeup line. Sure. And I was like, how much does a 14-year-old know about makeup? So I was thinking, let's go back to 14-year-old mm-hmm. Andrea because I feel like... Middle sure. school, you is still with you. What yes. would be in her makeup bag? I think that's just about the time when MAC Spice Lip Liner and mm. Exposé Lipstick and all that was starting to take off. And I think I saved money and bought that combo. And my friends and I, we each had a unique combo. We all had Spice Lip Liner, but then it was like a different lipstick. And yeah, because when you, of, you said Exposé, I don't know that, that color. That was kind of shimmery. I don't even think that was mine. I think I just took that from my friend. So I think that's one I wanted to have, but she was a little Regina George about it, that she owns that combo. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) I think it would have been a brown lipstick moment. We were very into pressed powder and brown lipstick. Why were we? 
I don't know. The fear of shine was big back in. I guess I was oilier back then too, but I just feel like pressed powder. We didn't know about like dewiness and highlight and glow. Those were like bad words. Yeah. Now they're good words. Yeah. Um, Okay. So speaking of products that like weren't and now they are or the other way around, we see so much product in our Mm -hmm. job, right? Like every day there's a new package. Right now, is there anything that you're just like, why does this beauty product exist? This is such a good question. (laughs) I really, really gave this a lot of thought because you don't want to offend a product, let alone a product maker. But I have to say, I have never gotten behind color correcting makeup, concealers, primers. What woman is going to the store or the department store and coming home with a lavender or a green concealer and going home and being like, let me color correct my ruddiness, my sallowness, my under eye circles, my zits with green. Like it just, it seems like a good idea when we write about it. Yeah, because color theory, because, you know. And the colors are pretty. Let's be honest. They look good on a page. That, you know, that's true because you put like a beige or brown concealer. Boring. Boring. But, but like peach and, and green. purple and green. It's like, what is that? I just feel like it's not realistic and it's honestly, it's not necessary in everyday life. I don't know. I guess we also never stop to think, wait, if concealer is doing its job, do you even need these products? I understand to an extent some of the peach color correctiveness on really bad under eye circles. But again, I'm just using one concealer in the morning. And if that's not working, then like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you this look a the little bit better at yeah, least. Yeah, it's just like, I'm not I'm not layering on peach. Okay. I kind of agree with Do you. I know. It's tough. And I'm like, oh, now everybody's going to be like, how dare you? No, because I'm very ruddy. Like, I get rosaceous. So they, they always are like, try the green one. It yeah. neutralizes. I'm like, well, I'm also olive. So now I just look like even greener. Thanks. Yeah. Now you're like sickly looking. I don't yeah. know. I know the kids say something like, don't at me, but don't at me. Oh, I don't know what that's saying. Yeah, means. don't at me on this one. Okay. I don't care if you love your color correcting like, concealer. As in, I shouldn't direct message you directly with my with editorial your viewpoint. Okay. Like I once uh, tweeted and Instagrammed about my hatred of top sheets and like the response <gasps> and the ads on top sheets. Wait, have we never talked about this? Apparently not. Shit, did I just walk into it again? I have never used a top sheet. Thank God. I was so worried you were going to be a top sheet supporter. uh, No, and I recently got engaged, and an early sticking point in our relationship was like, what the hell is the point of the top sheet? Men men often have a top sheet. Why do they do that? Because their moms had top sheets, so they had no different. (laughs) It gets all twisted up. Like, Whereas we're empowered to make our own decisions as women. And we just know that if it's not necessary, we are okay getting You either want a blanket or a duvet or like you don't oh, need You should dub- see the messages I have in support of top sheets. It's like the top sheet lobbyists are out there working harder than you even know. <laughs> they really don't. They at you all the time. Yeah. I, get, I, think, I still get it. I also think it's a thing about maybe you just don't wash your blanket or your duvet or comforter. So you think you need that top sheet layer in between. Yeah, I think it, people say that, well, how often do you wash your duvet? And then I'm like. How dare you? I Mind wash your it. own business. How often do you wash it? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, but probably not as much as I'm supposed to. <laughs> and, you know, we all have things. This is why we are not home editors and we are beauty <laughs> editors instead. Okay. <laughs> Let's think more positively. We don't need color correctors maybe, but um, what do we need? That's my next question. Like, what are some of your favorite products? Oh, uh, gosh. So... Isn't it funny that when you test so much, you forget what your absolute favorites that you use all the time? But what would you pay for, Andrea? Oh, nothing. (laughs) I don't, I am at this point, I'm like, where's the toothpaste in the beauty closet? Where's the deodorant? You're not going to go for like some charcoal coconut toothpaste just because that's. No, no. I will use my CVS coupon if I have to on some Sensodyne. Okay. But um, I have been using Kopari for a long time. Honestly, it doesn't have any. special fancy ingredients like anti-aging ingredients in it. I like the moisturizer. I like the face toner. I like the face cleansing face oil. It's like in my skincare cabinet all the time. I even use the uh, jar of coconut oil on my body. Like it just happened and I liked it and I got used to it. So I've been like replenishing. Okay. Um, Drunk Elephant I think is great. I think they make great products. And like nice packaging. You're not embarrassed to buy it. No, I think it's really nice. Can I, would I spend over $100 on a face serum? Do you, it, their, their face oil is like pretty expensive. Yeah, right? probably I wouldn't because I'm cheap, <laughs> but I do think it's excellent and I recommend it to all of my um, rich friends. I'm always like, use that. 
Are you rich? Try this. Yeah. If I know that the person has money to spend, I will recommend that. If I think that that's a stretch for them and they're going to feel bad that they can't or they don't want to spend it on that, I'll try and recommend something at a drugstore that I think is great. Is Kupari? I know Drunk Elephant's like prestige. Is Kupari also? It's not as expensive. It's at Sephora, but it's not as expensive. Um, I love It Cosmetics Bye Bye Foundation. Good stuff. I mean, it covers like foundation. Yeah. So you don't need color corrector. Exactly. It's it. I it just does everything I needed to do at one time. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what the best concealer is? Hands down, Maybelline Age Rewind. Um, with the little foam. It's like a little top. ball spongy top. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. It's a, it took me by surprise. It is so good. It's very blendable. It's almost yeah. You can if you if you uh. Stipple, stipple, stipple it. Is it stipple? Stipple, nipple. Stipple, stipple. If you pat it, tap it on a zit, <laughs> it really covers it. Like that stuff works. It's supposed to be like for under eye circles, but I use it all over my face. I know they're like age rewind, but you're, but we're like cool. Now we have under eye circles and pimples. Yeah. Oh, I have everything. Being an adult woman now. Speaking of Maybelline, I do like full and soft mascara. Everyone sleeps on full and soft. It's like a very old school. We shouldn't sleep on it. It's been around forever. It's, I hate describing it this way, but it's the only way to describe it. It's very wet mascara. Okay. It's wet. It's wet. You shouldn't say moist. It gives you a glossy lash and you can layer and layer and layer. I mean, there's fancier ones I like, like Charlotte Tilbury makes great mascaras and whatever, but I always, if I was buying yeah. Maybelline Full how, and Soft. But how is it different than Great Lash? Oh, Great Lash doesn't do anything. The br- great Lash brush is like, covers like one of my lashes. You need the- Full and Soft has a bigger brush. It's like a teddy brush, I guess. It's, it reminds me of a smaller a- Dior show. Okay, a teddy brush. I've not heard that. The show is called Fat Mascara. Did I make that up? I kind of love it. It's like more plush. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> I, I like that. I wonder if I made that up. I don't know. I'll TM. TM trademark. I mean, we, we everything has, there's like the beaver tail lip gloss applicator. That's like the spatula kind. <laughs> the I, doe foot, which is a deer. Foot. So like maybe teddy bear brush is a teddy thing. brush. I don't teddy know. brush. I like it. Okay, I'm going to try full and soft. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about treatments for a second. Mm-hmm. We get invited to do all sorts of weird things to our bodies. It's just part of the job. Yep. What's like one that you've had that was particularly memorable, either good or bad? Okay. So Bliss Spa, one of the best spas in New York City, you know, one of the first to really understand marketing and branding and all that stuff, had amazing treatments, except for one. (laughs) Um, Probably in the early aughts, my friend did PR for them, and she was. I, I was doing a story, and I needed something with. I think it was like food, like a winter skin treatment that you could recreate at home. So it needed to have food. I mean, <laughs> welcome to being a beauty editor. <laughs> yes. And so she was like, "Oh, we have this new milk and honey okay body wrap treatment." And I was like, "Milk and honey sounds nice." And then I don't know if I knew there were carrots involved or not. Neither here nor there. Next thing I know, they are shredding carrots Stop. on top of me. It was like a, it was like a <laughs> SNL skit, pouring a gallon of milk, and then like just like I don't know, drip, dripping honey. They wrap you in a foil blanket and leave you to like like mar- a Waldorf salad. Or yeah, like- they like leave you like to marinate in like a burrito in the foil blanket. And she's like, "I'll be back shortly." You had milk in there, honey in there, and shredded carrot. <laughs> A joke. Do you I, think they made it up because they knew you needed like something for a story? No, so I like they sold. I, I wanted to fact check because we are editors, and we yes. have journalistic integrity. And I went today and I did a search, and you can find info about this treatment. I don't think they still have it. If they do, some people might like it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> can I just ask? When she was doing the carrot, was like it a pre-shredded carrot or did she get out the shredder to shred it onto you? It's a really good question. I think I blacked out for the shredding. I just remember <laughs> bits of carrot stuck to me and the honey wouldn't come off and it just didn't go – like none of it was was like seamless and then they you're supposed to shower off or something and they buff you. You're like – if. I'm spending all this money. I don't want someone to make a salad on me. Like, give me it like was a, bizarre. Like retinol all over and like a freaking carrots shredded. On. Who wants shredded carrots by by nature are just unnecessary. That let sounds... alone on your body stuck to you in places. You know, I'm not wearing any. I think I was wearing the disposable underwear. Yeah. But when oh, she left, it's getting even gross. And I'm just like <laughs> marinating in this warm milk, and and laying there, I started to get like really hot. 
and like anxious. Yes. And I'm like, when is she coming back? You know, when they leave you, you're like, just come back and rub my feet or yeah. my head or yeah. my hands. I'm or all make, alone with my thoughts and I don't want to be. Yeah, make me breathe. And like, I'll pretend to be spiritual and realize like, I'll be in on it if you, if you stay with me. Yeah. She left for like ever. And I was like damp and it wasn't warm anymore. <laughs> and then you're like laying in the foil and then they unwrap you and you're like, Ugh. Oh, it, sounds, it sounds so horrible. I'm, I'm so sorry that you did that for your job. <laughs> oh, good, good times. Yeah, good, good times. times. But they had those brownies at Bliss back then. So it was all worth it. They had the fat girl, um, not the fat girl, fat that's witch. their fat witch baby brownies. They served them in the with cucumbers they and cheese. They were very trendy then, I remember. Yeah, they were. I mean, Bliss was so good. Yeah. So. Marcy has been on the, the Marcy Kilgore who mm-hmm. started that brand is no longer with it. She's been on the podcast. Yeah. I'll relay the message that you didn't like the carrot. I don't think she was um, with them at that time. That but might if be she the was, problem. I don't care. <laughs> she was like, no carrot. No. Um, okay. So let's talk celebrities a little bit too. Uh, because being at People, that's like your bread and butter, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to interview them a lot, right? I do. Is it always associated with a beauty launch or do you sometimes do celebrity interviews independent of that? Um, mostly it has to do with beauty and style because I cover style as well. And a lot of celebrities now have athletic lines at leisure. Yeah. Between the two of them. Yeah. It's like, but once in a while I'll be dispatched. Maybe it's a reality TV star because I watch a lot of reality TV. Yes. Um, when I did Julia Roberts, um, like very not, you know, she's like an up and coming actress. (laughs) Is it Julia? Julia you said? Maybe Juliet. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up after. (laughs) But, um, that was for World's Most Beautiful and they brought me in to do like the style and beauty portion. Okay. But I just, I felt like it was just me, her in an interview. Wait, People's, uh, franchise is now called World's Most Beautiful? It's usually it was at the time world's most beautiful woman. We're the beautiful issue now, so we don't. Okay, sell, so that's like less yes, superlative. That was, a, that was an evolution. It that took feels me a minute more to wake up. Twenty eighteen. I was one of the more vocal people about that. I, you know me, I'm never one to be quiet about my dissatisfaction with anything. Let it be, you know, whether it's shredded carrots on my body or the snacks at a beauty event. I will always <laughs> share my opinion. And I was just like, look, I don't want to be the world's most beautiful woman, even if I was. I feel like uncomfortable with that. That's a lot to put on a woman. And how is she going to be fun and celebrate it without getting ripped apart? Yeah. It's not like a celebrity. Like, great. I'm so psyched to be voted this. Her publicist made her take the award. And now she's like, whoever gets it usually gets like completely slammed over it. I mean, they hate. The sexiest man alive, too. They're always mad at us that it's not Ryan Gosling. Because, like, do you think Ryan Gosling wants to be the sexiest man? Like, if we no. called him, do you think he's like, I've been waiting? I don't think people realize that it is both um, a award and a discussion between you and the team of the celebrity yeah. as to who would like to You want participate. somebody who's excited to receive it and is going to be part of it as opposed to somebody who's going to run and hide. Yeah. So, anyway, with the with this year... With the beautiful issue, it was a, it was definitely an evolution of what you, to this babe. And we had Pink and her daughter. Oh, love her. And you got to interview? Julia the year before we made this got decision. Got it. So of all these celebrity interviews that you've done over the years and interactions that you've had with celebrities, mm-hmm. any memorable ones stand out? Yes. Tell me. Diddy. Have you ever interviewed Diddy? No. How was it? So he's released a few fragrances in oh, our right, time. Oh, right, 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 right. And both times that I've interviewed him about fragrances, I have left like lightheaded, dizzy, and humiliated. Because there's so much weed in the air? No. Oh, because that's happened to me in interviews, but. That's, I mean, I would have taken that over the public humiliation. I mean, I. What happened? Well, the more recent time was his 3 a.m. fragrance based on the idea that things that happen at 3 a.m. I was like, I wouldn't know. Um, But. He was really, really mad that I hadn't seen his Downton Abbey parody on um, College Humor, Funny or Die. Um, okay, what year is this? So this was probably four years ago. Okay. So he stopped the interview and made me watch it. Oh, my God. Um, he was also re- – I mean, I swear I did my research. I did my beauty research. Yeah. I researched all of his fragrances. We're not doing a magazine cover profile, well, Sean. Well, he was also really mad that I didn't know about his Oscar win. Did you know he's an Oscar winner? Um, exactly. For a song? Producing? Look at you. Didn't do your research. Stop the interview. Right. <laughs> and it was like – it was not good. Oh, so he got like a little – Pissy. Yeah. And I didn't know if he was joking with some stuff because he was so serious and I'm so not. 
I, he wasn't. And, and he I, just like felt disrespected and the interview was like, this is not recoverable. Yeah, it was just so awkward Ugh, and, um, worst. you know, I had to watch his video and I, I, like that I he just, just feel like he was pissed. Right. But I think it's hilarious that he was like, okay, not moving on. We're going to stop right now so you yeah. can watch and then we can talk about it. And I, at one point, um, he's, he was, he's with Cassie, the singer. Oh yeah. Not in the interview, but in real life. And I, I don't know if I was trying to connect about like what their real life is versus 3am persona. The, the video he made, like the promotional video for the fragrance was her naked and they were, it, it was like very sexy. And I was like, you know, are you guys ever like just home watching TV, like defrosting chicken? And he was like, defrosting chicken. <laughs> and I was like, oh. You wrong know? audience. Wrong audience. And I was like, you have beautiful earrings. <laughs> you had huge diamonds. They look like headlights. Like it, it just, it wasn't one of my finer moments. I'm pretty chicken. sure he has people to make him fresh chicken. Yeah. He doesn't need him. to defrost. Like in the morning, Cassie's like, honey, should I defrost some chicken? He's like, I guess you, we can always just like put it in the fridge. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm know. sorry. Yeah. Your Diddy interview didn't go well. Yeah. Also, he made a fragrance called 3 a.m. So the first one was unforgivable. I guess that's how I was to him in our interview. I was. Like, I, you might also be unforgettable. I was. I, I. I wrote about it on people. I have to see if the link is still somewhere. But I wrote. If about it is, it. we're putting it on the blog right yeah, now. Yeah, you, it you was guys funny. will know what really happened during that interview. I posted a picture on my Instagram of the two of us, and I'm smiling this big smile, and he literally looks like he's going to kill me, and it's real. Like the emotions were real. Okay. Yeah. So now we know what went on behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay. Tell me one more behind the scenes thing before we wrap up and do like the official like topics. Tell me what it's like on an awards night working for people. Because I imagine like at the New York Times, Kavanaugh is under, you know, he's getting all sorts of accusations and everybody's on deck all night mm -hmm. long. But like for you, an awards night is that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it's, what happens? It starts and ends with the candy. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I like have to keep my team and myself fueled and ready to go. And the most exciting thing about award show night is the candy selection. And I go to Dwayne Reed. Oh, so I, you're in the office. You're not. Oh yeah. So if I'm not on the red carpet, which I do some red carpets, but most of the award shows I'm in the office. And if it's on a Sunday night, as most of them are, we come into the office between four and 5 PM. Mm -hmm. You like cut your Sunday short. Mm -hmm. You come into the office. Everyone's like, Hey. And you're hey. like, I have candy from Dwayne Reed. And I'm like, you guys. And I, you know, we have like the sour and sweet ratio and chocolate and there's mm -hmm. Sour Patch Kids and watermelons and Twizzlers and all that. We all talk about what we're getting for dinner, but you have to order, you have to like go get your dinner before six. <laughs> I like that this is not at all about like making sure your Rolodex of hairdressers and no, no, the candy and the food. Okay. Because continue. you, you can only take like minimal water and food breaks at like once the carpet's going, it's going. So everything has to be set. What are you, are you watching like E and yeah, stuff? Yeah. So we watch E, um, Different people in, in different offices will watch, like, maybe a different red carpet and transcribe it. We have a war room. It's just a conference room with all the writers, but we don't sit. The style team just sits together because red carpet style is its own beast, and we don't want there to be too much conversation overlap between, like, quotes or couples. Oh, I see. Okay. Or, like, winners. We're, like, focused on what we're doing. And before you know it, it's midnight. And the next thing you know, it's like 1 a.m. And you're compiling, like, trying to quickly find out who did whose hair and makeup, who's wearing what dress, that yes. kind of stuff. So a lot of times we have pre-set interviews um, with stylists, um, both style, like style stylists and then hair and makeup people. And we know who they're doing in, in advance. And oh, we'll either like get email quotes from them or we'll set up very brief email uh, email interviews or phoners that night. So some sometimes we'll get a heads up. And we'll already have something set up. But we don't know what the look is right. until we see it. And a lot of times the fashion brands are very hesitant to send out a press release because <sighs> until literally the photos are out. Because there have been times, I think it was Anne Hathaway at the Oscars, where they send out the Valentino dress and she ended up wearing a Prada one instead. Like you never want that to happen. Because they have multiple options, yeah. right? And yeah. they can always go with a backup. So. We wait for those to come in, and because we don't want to get it wrong and guess, even though oh, we know that we saw that on the Armani runway, you sometimes want to wait. But it's like people. So I feel like I use you as like a resource, so it can be I always be say, wrong. when I didn't work at people, I fact-checked against With people, people, yeah. So yeah, we still try to maintain that, and it's hard. 
especially the amount of content you have to crank out. So we do both print and digital. So two of us maybe are working on... Oh, yeah, you're weekly still, right? Yes. So two of us are working on maybe the best dress spread, like for Emmys. We were just working on it. And then the rest of the team is frantically putting together all the digital content. And it can be anywhere from 50 to 100 plus pieces of content from pre-writes, like, you know, walk up, we call it, all the way till the day after. So depending on the size of the show and the amount of celebrities there, it just goes on and on. Just when you think you're done, the freaking after parties start and everyone changes. Oh, they have a new outfit. And then we have to do an after party gallery, see the dresses. Yes, you do, because I depend on it, yeah. God damn it. But it's exhausting. And, you know, you want to get the spread of people best dressed in print right, but there's so many little limitations that people don't think of. So they're like, how could you not put Mandy Moore, for example, in the Emmys Best Dressed? Of course I wanted Mandy Moore. But the movies team or the TV team was running Emmys. They got her for the beginning. And of you can't have the same celebrity in everybody's yeah, story. Yeah, it's repeating. And it's like, oh, so we all fight over who gets who, where. Yeah. Um, even internally on the team. I'm like, why is so-and-so on the Best Dressed digital list? And someone's like, I love her. I'm like, well, you have no eyes. <laughs> and like, I didn't know you were blind when I hired you. So no, I never say that, but that's what I think in my head. I'm like, oh, your taste is horrific. How many people work for you on the on this beauty and style team? Um, well, the number keeps- minus one, the one who just quit. <laughs> number keeps going down. Um, thanks to publishing. Thanks everyone for buying all those magazines. Um, uh, right now we're probably probably have like eight people who report. But you're weekly, so one- weekly and digital. Got it. Um, one last question about this thing. So if it's on a Sunday night, like when does people's weekly issue close? We close on Mondays. So it truly is like you better put together this whole yeah. story in so one day. So the Emmys were on Monday night. Oh, which shit. They changed it this year. It's great because it doesn't ruin your Sunday. Yeah. But oh my God. But sometimes it's better to just have that night to put it together. You, have to, you can't guess you about futz. it. You just like, you got to get it done because eventually it has to go to the printer and you have to be done at some point. Now, I had to come back early the next day mm-hmm. um, to do, I shot an Emmys recap video for our People TV network, which is our OTT network. So it's like it never ends. The You're content. Like multi platform woman. Multi platform. It's this. See, guys, this is why she doesn't have a podcast yet because she's I a busy. I want to. I just don't know when. Busy woman. Would you listen to it from my bedroom at six a.m.? Probably, I would. Yeah, but well, this morning would have been that my son's shit on my duvet. He pooped on your duvet. Yeah, he pooped on my duvet. And, I mean, he's fourteen now. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How old's your son? I'm sorry. It's not two yet, but okay, okay. whatever. Doesn't matter. Should we end on that glamorous note? And on that note, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, we're going to keep talking, but um, that was a great look at what it's like to be, what is it, style and beauty director at People. Thanks, it's, Andrea. It's exhausting. It's fun. Sometimes. Thank God for the Kardashians. That's all I have to say. <laughs> the gifts that keep on giving. Bless them. Bless them. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Now that you guys know Andrea and love her as much as I do, she's going to play Jess Matlin for the day. Oh, that's such a hard role. She's so cool. You're so cool, too. And her hair's so thick. And probably frizzy at times, which is what we wanted to talk about, right? See how I transition? You that like that? That was really good. That's what podcast hosts do. Yeah, that was really good. Um, no. So the topic at hand here is frizz. And I know people are like, oh, it's not summer, so who cares? I'm sorry. It's a 365 issue for a lot of women. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I have textured hair and I'm embracing it. I'm talking about whether your hair is curly, straight, whatever. There's always like the flyaway stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you do? So, oh God... Do you have uh, curly or straight hair? Because I never know with you. <laughs> it's curly. Um, it's it's like cotton candy curly. It's fluffy. Oh, fluffy. Everybody like thinks- Like Gilda Radner, which is a dated reference, but- um, I don't know because I never see- I rarely see my real hair anymore, color <laughs> or texture. But um, everyone thinks I have really thick hair. I don't. I have very fine hair. I have a good amount, although having children will ruin that for you mm-hmm. several times over. But I, I don't know if you can see under here, but there's like- Oh, I probably curled. Oh, is that your natural? But like, I have really wriggly curls underneath, like the nape. Yes, Mm -hmm. and then on top because the hair is so damaged, they're like it's like just frizz. (laughs) So this particular spring was so bad with rain and the humidity that I caved and I did a keratin. Oh, you did probably for the first time in five years, because the very first time I did it was when they they came out and you had to wear like a full on gas mask. And like the you and the stylist, and yeah. you couldn't wash your hair for three days or put it back or dent it. And to steal a line from 
the very brilliant Amber Katz, I looked like Axl Rose. I mean, I looked like my hair was wet spaghetti. For three days. Oh, forever. Like it oh, ruined, like it just takes all the texture out. It was so straight. That was like the 1.0 Brazilian. Right. So I was very nervous to do it again. I did it a few years later. I did Cezanne, oh, which I was like the evolved version. But here's the thing. Everyone says now, oh, my formula doesn't have formaldehyde. Yeah. And I actually did research for this most recent iteration. Here's the thing. If it's going to break the bond of your hair and restructure it to be smooth, it's got to have something. Yeah, you're breaking like a hydrogen bond, I right. believe it we're, is. We're doing chemistry. And yeah. So when I did this version, I went back and forth with the poor publicist who unwilling – she just sent me a pitch. Yeah. And I was like, interesting timing. I've actually been thinking about doing keratin. <laughs> But I need to know that it's no no formaldehyde. Um, I want to retain some texture because I'd rather a little frizz than spaghetti hair. Right. And uh, I'm sure I had like 16 other questions. And basically, they kept trying to say there's there's no formaldehyde. So I was like, well, what about formaldehyde releasing ingredients? Yeah, once the heat happens, that's when sometimes the chemical reaction happens. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, don't be fooled. It Even though they assured me that it was safe – the minute the stuff was out of the jar, my eyes started watering. And they put the fan on and everybody else in the room was okay. But your eyes don't react like that to um, nature. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So like- and it was a chemical like And chemicals are happened. organic. Remember yeah. that too. So um, yes, my hair was uh, smoother. When it sees heat now, it doesn't even have to be touchy. It does go like a little lank. From oh, the, but, interesting. Uh, Which brand? Did, was there a brand or it was- So just- it's a guy named- Arnab, Arnab Gustav. That doesn't we sound could, right. We could check this and put it on the blog for people. It's um, he did a good job. It's his own. He's making a his lot own of people proprietary. Do a, exactly. Um, he was really nice to like go through and really answer all of my questions. But still, I, I, and he had every version there. He was like, I have women who are like pour chemicals on my head. I don't care if my scalp. So burns. he'll like strengthen it if you. Yeah, want he'll more do whatever you want. But um, I still think we have a long way to go with keratin. Yeah. Price, formula, uh, technique. I mean, he was great about customizing it and not yeah. putting the heat on too high, but I still have frizz. So, so, so when you're, so keratin is obviously an option for a lot of women. I know that, or, you know, relaxing it still or those kind of things, but say you just want your regular texture and you just want it to have like a wave shape or a curl shape or even a straight shape without the extra flyaways. What are your like products of choice? Do you have any curling tips? iron? That's how I saved my hair. It feels like it's like an anti, like it feels. I know. It feels wrong. So basically what I do is I let my hair air dry like in its crazy state. Okay. I get to my office. Now I realize not everybody can do this, but when you're a beauty editor, listen, this is something good about your job. I keep my Amica wand plugged in off, off. I'm very good about that. (laughs) And then while I'm drinking my coffee and reading the news in the morning, I curl my hair. It takes. You just, do you just do the top layer or do you do the whole thing? Yeah. I do the top layer. So the bottom's kind of crazy. And then like the neck, I sleep in a scrunchie. Okay. In a pony or I wrap it in a bun. This is my. But do you need any, I see, I see that. Do you need any product though? Or you just go right on to dry hair with your curling? Um, Sometimes I put some curl cream first. I know you guys have talked about curl cream or even a a gel cream. Sometimes you need a little hold. Onto your dry hair, you'll put no, a little sorry. bit. sorry. Put a little bit. Damp be, before you damp, air dry. And then I use more oh. after. Um, I'll use hairspray. I find, I'm back to hairspray. Is it the hairspray? <laughs> yeah, I love my rave. Hairspray <laughs> creates a full shield between yeah. the humidity and your hair. So on really bad days, I mean, I, I don't understand hair oil and anything that like attracts moisture. I know it's supposed to keep it out, but it just makes my hair too soft. I need crunch. Yeah. I feel like they always tell, like a lot of experts will tell us, your hair is frizzing because it doesn't have enough moisture in the strand. So it's attracting moisture from the air. And I was like, I could have done like a deep conditioning mask the night before and be soaked in oil and it will still puff out. It it looks even puffier. It's like fluffy and soft. And they're like, oh, it's because it's damaged. I was like, I... I really don't have damaged hair. It's gray hair, so it's coarser, but like it's just frizzy. Mine's very damaged, and it doesn't matter what kind of hydration situation is going on. Um, what is your hairspray or and or curl cream of choice these days? Um, I like uh, IGK or IKG. I'm having a little... IGK. I think it is. Um, I don't know. What Rich that's... Girl Coconut Oil. Their names are so good. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, sometimes I like a mousse. Okay. I'm really experimenting. I'm not loyal to one hair product. By the way, it's Arsen, A-R-S-E-N. Oh, is that the name of the... Uh, Gorgov, G-U-R-G-O-V. Arsen Gorkov gave you Gorgov. a keratin, keratin treatment. I thought you were about to tell me that a celebrity died. She was on her phone and no, I was that, like, oh. I was like, Burt Reynolds died again. 
Um, he came back and then he died no, again. No, every alert I keep getting is about Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Oh, but they're already married, so who cares? Yeah, but it's like wedding and when's the wedding. And so there's a lot of celebrity wedding stuff coming up. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people got engaged this summer, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, there's some weddings coming up. Okay, well, this drops on Friday, so if you heard it here, just know that Andrea knew it might be something you. this weekend. We'll see. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. So, Andrea, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was celebrity spokespeople. Better than influencers. What? Okay. Okay. Where did, did you, that just come did from? Did you just say that? Lovely. No, I don't know. But here's the thing. It's been happening for the last 20 years at least, I want to say, and longer than that, where mm-hmm. beauty brands, they want to make a – they want to market to people. They want to get known. They sign on a celebrity spokesperson, and they get all the good and bad that comes with it. And that sort of relationship, like, has changed over the – even the last six months, I feel like it's yeah. changed. Um, how does it affect your job? Is like you're trying to pick products, and then you want to talk about a celebrity, but then she's the face of whatever brand, and you're like, God damn it, I can't talk about anything because all she, I'm allowed to write about is this. How does that work? Brands are getting savvier in terms of working with us to still create a page that has some diverse product offering. Yeah. So we have a page, um, seven products I can't live without. Well, if all seven of them are Neutrogena, like we just did a beautiful one with Kerry Washington. She's a Neutrogena spokesperson. Yeah. And she's like really involved. So she has, she's very passionate about several of their products, but that's an ad, frankly, to do all seven. So we balance it. We say, look, she can have, I think it was two. And it felt fair and it felt authentic because she was passionate about these two products, but the rest cannot be Neutrogena. And they got it. And and that's what it is for all of those types of interviews think, with us. Don't you think your readers like realize that too? Are they savvy? Like I we don't are? know. You're not sure. Hmm. I don't know. I think they think everything's an ad sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I think they just think our edit is an ad. I think they get confused. Um, and then maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. I think some know exactly what's going on. True. So we try to make it just as good as possible. And do you think that this model of business is going to continue on for the next 10, 20 years? It's become like standard operating procedure. You have a big brand. They want to make a splash in the United States. They sign on a celebrity. Do you think they're always getting their money's worth? And do you have any idea how much money they're getting? They're definitely not getting their money's worth. Really? I don't think so. I think that there's been in the, so what we've been doing this for many years. And Mm -hmm. I just think that We've seen really good examples of what's, celebrity what's partnership. One? You know, I really loved Tresme and Chrissy Teigen, and I'll tell you why. Chrissy Teigen has built her audience based, built her brand based on no bullshit. Mm-hmm. She's authentic. She is very real with her fans, and I actually believe that while she was their spokesperson, they sent her a case of that. Uh, conditioner first, shampoo second. Uh, whether she used it in the right order or not, I believe it was in her shower and it was used. Yeah. Because I don't think she wants to present herself as someone who just signs on to anything. And I even remember seeing her tweet being like, I use that shit. Yeah. Like that's what you get with a Chrissy Teigen. So she was a good example because it. I felt like there was a real legitimacy there. Yeah. But there are a lot of celebrities who they read off a press with. I had an exam. I had a situation a few years ago, full A-list celebrity, huge contract with a giant skincare brand. We were supposed to do a page with her, very difficult with the PR. And she answered the questions with the full technical name of every oh. product. Was this email or phone? Phone with her Whoa. publicist on the phone. Okay. Even the questions that were like, what's your skincare secret? Like, I love a hyaluronic acid filler sphere. Yes. So instead of being, I was like, you know, applicate, like trying to move her away from just saying product names, she absolutely would not veer. It was the most awkward, horrible experience. And then I tried to get some fun stuff, totally approved. It was nothing like I didn't ask yeah. about her personal life. I'm not an idiot. Her publicist annihilated me on the phone. And then- what? The skincare publicist was also on the line because, of course, you need four people to do an interview. Oh, yeah, I've been there. And afterwards, I was like, I've never been so humiliated in an interview. What was that? Why are you paying this woman? You don't need her. Your skincare products are great without her. Yeah. She did nothing for you there. And, in fact, we can't get a full page out of that. 
I've had that happen too, where you do the interview and you're like, I actually can't use this. Like, there's nothing of value here. I mean, how about is was this woman in the ads for the yes. brand as well? Yes. I mean, okay, you're time, getting a face. They have since moved away from using celebs, and I think it was a great decision for them. They're much more science based now. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but I interviewed, um, I think I can say this, Kendall Jenner a few times, and each time she told me she doesn't really like to wear makeup. Okay. And her best beauty tip was not to touch her face. She said it in every single interview. And they That's were like... paying her so much money to wear all the makeup and talk. And she just couldn't. She was so young. It's, but that's the thing. Now that the whole um, relationship has changed, they want the person to be available for media, to be tweeting about it, to do an Instagram about it, whatever. And back in the day, it could be just like, oh, well, you're the face of Estee I think Lauder, you have to be one or the other. Right. Like, it's either you're, you're a model, you're gorgeous. Like, I don't know if Gigi Hadid uses Maybelline, but, like, you look damn good in the ads. And I feel like she's into being a Maybelline face. And, and she actually, frankly, seems like she likes makeup and everything. Maybe that's a bad example. But, like, yeah, back in the day, you were just the face of it, and that was okay. And now they're like, I'm an activist. I'm a spokesperson. I'm a, uh, there was one that was a chief storyteller, and I was just like, Ugh. Me too. I want that head. I, I want to be that a name. chief storyteller. It's very difficult because I feel like these brands pay so much money. Do you have any idea what no, uh, it entails? No, but I feel like we could find out. We were making guesses about, um, like, Kate Moss. Like, if you want Kate Moss as the face of, I think she just signed with Decorte. And we were like, what What do you think it costs? Like, I uh, truly, I don't know, listeners, so don't think I'm not telling you. And I was like, $10 million? I don't even know. Like, I have no idea either, but I know it, they should get a lot for that money. And... I don't know. I just, there's so many people, I just don't buy it. There was an influencer, uh, very now, I, I, she's a very powerful influencer who signed on with a major hair care brand mm -hmm. and did a campaign. And I was like, there's no way that girl has ever, A, blown out her own hair, and B, if she does wash her hair, it's not with that shampoo. And for, th and for that, it actually makes me more mad because if you're signing an influencer, then it's not truly just a face. It's not a model. Like a lot of them look like models, but then you really want someone that like you makes want the personality, uses it, is authentic with their followers. Mm -hmm. Like something maybe just did a lot, you know, she did her fashion line. You're like, I feel like she might wear that. You know, like it has to like make sense. Mm -hmm. But if you just sign them on and they're just. It's, it's interesting that you bring her up. That's why all is that? I'll say. Oh. When, oh, okay. Did she have a hairline back in the day? I don't know. So just digress for a minute. Uh, there's, there's been an Instagram influencer thing happening for the last uh, maybe year where girls in our industry and influencers, whatever, have been posting that they're back in their hashtag non-stretch high-waist jeans like 15 minutes after having a baby. Oh. And Again, as someone who does not like to be quiet and likes to get herself in trouble, I responded on my own Instagram with some snarky comments about that. But the truth behind it is it's a really dangerous message to send your followers who are all young women. Mm. Why would you brag about something like that when it's so unrealistic? I am naturally thin. Mm. I was not back in my skinny, high-waisted, non-stretched jeans for a very long time. It made me feel bad. Yeah. And I, I, of all the things I feel bad about, and there's so many, that wasn't something I was worried about until I saw that. I was like, wow, it took me months and months. And I saw, there was um, a beauty person who did it. I unfollowed her. Yeah. I, do you think they even think about who's following them and how it could no, affect No, I them? think it's, I think they're drunk on attention. And we then all get a lot of likes and it'll be... Social media is like the best and worst form of validation. I never thought about that. Like even it's, it is bragging. I was like, I, why are you saying it's bragging? But then it is kind of like, otherwise, what why else? would you do it? Just don't Just keep it to yourself. Anything. We can see. I have eyes. You don't have to be, because I also don't like when people are like self-deprecating for no reason other right. than like, I'm one of you. I'm self-deprecating. Right. How about we just like talk about what's going on in the government or like what snacks you had last night for dinner? I don't know. I just, I found that really triggering as somebody in our industry, seeing these girls, knowing what their followings are and who, I just felt like, really? What, what kind of like brag about every, brag about your accomplishments, mm -hmm. but like, Get, I don't know if the, I don't. Think it's like that's a new thing that. Yeah, I've seen other things. I'm like, oh I, shit! I didn't even know to be um, have a self self esteem problem about this particular issue until you see someone say the positive, like the thigh gap thing. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! I was totally cool with my thighs, but now I realize I don't have a thigh gap. Is this a thing? Like, I just I couldn't I couldn't get them. It was uh, three or four people who did it, and I unfollowed 
all well, of them. Um, good for you. And that brings it back to when you sign on a, a spokesperson mm-hmm. or a brand activist or whatever. You get the <laughs> brand activist. Well, you know, you get the good and the bad that comes along with it. And so I, I have a feeling it's going to continue because I don't Absolutely. think our, you do too. Yeah, because we love rich, pretty people. And whether <laughs> yeah. they're true celebrities with the big C or – you know, celebrities to their followers. Yeah. I think, I mean, it all goes back to why are the Kardashians famous? Like when we get excited. Oh my God, you have a tab on people.com. It's like style, fashion, Kim Kardashians. Kardashians. Yeah. Has that always been? As I don't know. It just showed up on. Because she, because people just want to know what's going on. You don't on. know how many family dinners, um, not my, my immediate family because they're over it, but like holiday dinners or Rosh Hashanah dinners where I get personally attacked as if I made Kim Kardashian famous. I don't even watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you guys. I just have to keep up with them. No. We all made them famous. You're giving the people what they want. They did the opposite of actual celebrities. They let us into everything. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we felt like we knew them. Same thing with influencers. Yeah. It's the the anti-celebrity, but you were elevating them and we're putting them on a different you know, categories. So I do think the celebrity spokesperson thing is going to continue and influencers. Okay. Even ones who don't wear makeup will put makeup partnerships with them. Or they'll do makeup remover, whatever. Thanks for your like insider knowledge. I feel like I didn't, it helps people understand how the machine works. I like it. It's a, it's crazy, but we, we really, I feel like at people, we try really, really hard to do everything right. Yeah. You never, like it's such a huge audience. You have so many eyeballs. You just, don't want to get You're it You're not wrong. the Daily Mail. I get it. <laughs> okay, so it's time to raise a wand. Are you excited about this? I am. Okay. I'm always worried that like people are like, eh, raise a wand, I'm over it. But I'm glad you're excited. What are you raising a wand to? So there's this jewelry line that I love. It's really affordable, mm-hmm. and it's called Electric Picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and like P I C K S. Yes. Okay. And she makes great jewelry and I buy it every year for my team as a Christmas gift. Oh my God. You're the bracelets, cute little things that like, I think it's, you know, goes with their personality, but she's very on trend. And this fall she's doing these coins. Okay. So she sent me a coin necklace. Coins are hot for fall. She sent me two. I gave one to Brittany who sits across from me because I love her and she's very on trend too. Oh. So we each are wearing them. Mine is, um, it's a vintage gold coin. This is amazing. An 18th century gambling token used in underground roulette clubs across what? London during the reign of Queen Victoria. So there's a historical element. That's right. We're learning. We're learning. We're learning. But I... I just think it looks great. Like, I've worn it now for four days straight, and I think it makes every outfit look cooler. I'm remembering there was, like, a Roman coins. I feel like it was Dolce & Gabbana, like, like in the 90s or something. It was, like, really cool to have, like, a gold coin Yeah, and you can layer them. You you can wear, like, two or three, but I could have had two, but I gave one away. But then it means something, too. Yeah, I I, I like like it. I like, you know. So you're, like, a gambler. Um, Yeah, totally. Which one did Britney get? Do you remember? I don't know. The one that I didn't like. No. <laughs> Brittany's over there with like the, the, one that the looks, Nazi coin. Yes. <laughs> the one that looked vaguely religious and like Jesus-y. No, it's fine. We love you, Brittany. I don't even know who that is. Um, okay, my turn. You ready? <laughs> I'm going to introduce you Nazi coin. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is... Do you know this brand Girl Undiscovered? Or is I it? do not. So this is so exciting. Okay. It's from New Zealand. It's this quote-unquote natural brand, but they are fine. And I was like, ugh, more wildflowers for my face. I'm not into it. <laughs> and a face mask. Honestly, I can't get behind a lot of this sheet masking trend. I feel like it's... I hate sheet masks. It's cold oh, and God. wet, and my skin doesn't look any better. The SK2 one, yes, my skin looks better, but not many others. This mask, mm-hmm. however, I don't know what it does, but you just look like kind of pinker and glowier and tighter and plumper, like all of it all at once when you use it. Um, so it's got in it, I just looked this up cause I didn't actually know. And now that I'm reading this, I'm like, have I raised a wand to this before? But whatever. <laughs> Burmese Tanaka, which is a tree root, um, coconut oil. Oh, New Zealand Kanuka honey. We talked about honey. Love a honey. Honey's great. It's illuminating. Just not when it's dribbled over my body with shredded <laughs> carrots. 
<laughs> I'm never going to forget that. Um, so it has like this orangey color and you put it on, let it dry for 10 minutes and then you sort of moisten it and scrub and then rinse off. How did you find out about this? I love a discovery story. Uh, Indie Beauty Expo, oh. which is a much classier version of like a big beauty mm-hmm. show. So it's a lot of these little brands, which means half of them are like sh- literally shredded carrots in a jar. Right. But the ones that are good, I always feel like are really well this done. this was Girl. Girl Undiscovered. And they just, they're at um, Urban Outfitters. Like it doesn't feel very like anthropology, yes. Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And they're starting to get more distribution in the States because damn it, the products work. So I don't know how much your necklace was, but this mask is $45. 68 So you can get I a fancy. necklace or a mask for the same yeah, amount of money. You I fancy. Just, you decide. No, those are like, it's not unreasonable, but. That's um, why I love it. Her jewelry, like. Not, I don't spend looks, money on jewelry. I mean, that looks like a nice yeah, piece of jewelry. Yeah, I don't jewelry. spend money. Sorry, girls, your holiday gifts were not that expensive. It, it's just not – I like, I don't buy myself fancy jewelry, but I do love stuff like this. So. I, I do love a Victorian-era gambling coin. Who uh, does yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrea, so fun. Thank you for coming on Fat Mascara. So fun. I hope Jessica stays away long, long <laughs> time. <laughs> just, like, really just embrace Germany. It loves you, and I'll be here for you. I'll hold the podcast nice and warm until you get back. Love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. <laughs>